Hello, and welcome to the Pricing for the Planet podcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of business and sustainability, highlighting profitable and sustainable business models. I'm your host, Fabian Cross, and I'm here to figure out with you how to make sustainability a competitive edge. Indeed, we believe that going green is not just about responsibility. It's about profitability too. Whether you are a business leader, an entrepreneur, or simply curious about how sustainability can be monetized, our podcast is here for you. Today, I'm super happy to host Mathieu Vidvot, eco-adventurer and public speaker. Mathieu, thanks for being here. Thank you. So Mathieu, if listener could take away just one key message from the from this podcast, what would it be? Okay, I, I like that you start with the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> so if you don't want to listen to the 30-minute podcast, then uh, we'll jump straight to it. I think if you have one message to take away from, um, from what I'm going to say is to follow your passion. And that might sound a, a little bit cheesy, but once you've found it, and you feel aligned with what truly is your passion and when it's aligned with who you are, I think both of those things can help you achieve amazing outcomes, amazing challenges. And uh, once you're aligned with yourself, it's easier to be aligned with your environment, with other people, and to have a better impact. Perfect. And you have you are a living example of that. So, so I'm excited to uh, deep dive into your experience. So, so Mathieu, for me, and I have known you for a while now, you've been a, a, a good figure of, you know, the sustainability and, you know, engagement around circular economy, around sustainability. You went, for me, you went beyond just monetizing it. So maybe can you introduce yourself and share how your journey has evolved into a wake-up call for sustainability? Uh, sure, Fabien, and thank you for receiving me here. And um, I'd like to start with passion because I started to talk about passion. I think it's something sometimes we tend to forget. Um, when I was doing my degree at university, uh, my cousin and I had this childhood dream to cycle around the world. And um, because we had our studies, my cousin has his first job, we kind of left it behind and then at one point I remember we were running the marathon and at the end of the marathon I said you know Quentin um, why don't we cycle around the world you know why don't we achieve this dream we 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 forgot and um, three years later we were on the saddle of our bicycle finishing the 18,000 kilometers uh, bike ride around the world to talk about plastic waste solutions and uh, that was a very big journey for myself, a sort of a personal kind of wake-up call in two ways. The first that was striking was that I prepared this whole tour with my cousin and, and together we identified like 300 solutions around the world, right? And we went to meet them. And the second thing that was big for us was that we would spend seven seven to nine hours on a saddle thinking about nothing else than just how beautiful the landscape can be. So it was a very big journey for myself mentally. 
And that built me to be kind of who I am today. Uh, that's why I'm making a long answer for you. But uh, that was a very big moment because now I feel confident that I can achieve my dream and my dreams. And that helped me in every other project that I did, whether it's some crazy swims at the other end of the world in cold waters, whether it's uh, swimming down the river sand with a whole team or organizing the world's biggest cleanup uh, of cigarette butts. All those were good projects that really uh, were possible thanks to this confidence that I achieved through my, uh, my cycling journey. Uh, so now my name is Mathieu. I'm 29 years old and I try to follow my dreams uh, and to combine both of my passions, one for endurance sports and the second one for taking care of our environment and finally ourselves. And that's, that's super inspiring. And I think everybody has the same question because I think you, you kind of solve that problem. Like, how can you follow your dreams and at the same time sustain yourself financially? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure I could give an advice to everyone because this is my journey and I think everyone's journey is different. I just feel like when you're passionate about something, like let's take sports, right? You love sport, like let's say swimming because it's my sport. What's your sport, Fabian? Do you, do you have a sport? Boxing. Boxing, <laughs> right? Well, boxing is a perfect example. Why would you endure such hard time? You know, why would you get punched in the face if not just because it's your passion to, to be with the other person, to have this respect, to have this fight, right? To have this this moment with the other person. And I think passion helps you overcome difficult times much more easy, uh, in a much more easier way than if, if you didn't have the passion. So that's, I think is the first thing. And then I think when you're passionate, you can go much deeper in what you're doing. You know, you would, it would wake you up in the night. You will wake up in the morning being like, okay, I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm ready to do things. And I think when you have that vibe, um, you can carry things much, much further. And to be honest, when I was 22 years old, I didn't have that confidence. I didn't know it was my passion back then. Uh, and I took a sort of a challenge to take six months just to focus on finding money to finance my world tour. And uh, my cousin was still working. So he was helping in the weekends, in the evening. But uh, I um had the opportunity to take some time i was staying at my parents place and i was looking for sponsors and i think i spent months with just nose 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 and then at the end we had uh we reached fifty thousand euros and ten thousand euros of crowdfunding and that for me was just immense right but i remember in the process I've never learned so much because I was passionate about something. I had some bold ideas and I, there was not, no one stopping me from doing them. So I would go at a conference of the CEO of Danone, go to talk to him at the end and say, you know, I've got this project. It's, it's the project you need. And he looked at me like if I was a, you know, a, a, uh, an American salesman. And he was like, what are you saying? <laughs> And he never answered. So I sent an email maybe 20 times to, to his secretary saying, hey, uh, I won't give up until I have an answer. 
And uh, finally, she she told me, okay, it's it's a big no. And I was fine with that. I just wanted an answer. And one thing that was, so I tried for a month, I tried different strategies. And my cousin said, uh, I remember he, he came back from a conference with his company. It's, it's Brig, uh, a big construction company. And he told me, you know, Matt, for the first time, our big CEO talked about um, sustainability and circular economy. I think I should write him a letter. So over the weekend, we wrote him a letter, choosing carefully every word. I think we, we wrote down like 20 times the same letter with different words. We sent it to him. Five minutes later, my cousin get a phone call saying, hey, he wants to meet you. Uh, are you free in a week? And it was his, uh, so if, if Quentin is level one, he was level eight. So there was eight people of management between him and, and, the, and the boss. And he was so stressed. He was like, oh my God, this is like the big, you know, the big guru of the company. And, and um, what we did is, this is a fun process to tell you how with a different angle and hard work, you can try to achieve something. But there was a big campaign on security. Right, because in, in construction, security is very important. So they make this huge campaign in all of the different security services. And luckily, a contact of contact was the guy who invented the campaign of security for this company. So we contacted him. We said, okay, we have this big dream. Can you make the same campaign, just one poster of the same campaign, but for sustainability? So we, we arrived with two ideas, one poster saying, hey, this could be the future in every uh, working facility in uh, uh, of Bouygues. And the second thing is we came with a big uh, helmet. You know, it's the emblematic uh, helmet of construction, security helmet. And we say our aim is to have a poster so that everyone, we can raise awareness of everyone about sustainability through a story of a unknown employee who is going to cycle around the world to meet solutions. And the nice. second thing is, we're going to help you make this uh, symbol of the company from recycled waste. Mm. And uh, imagine tomorrow everyone has uh, one of those helmets with recycled plastic. Everyone wearing this helmet, sharing this message of, okay, recycling is one way to tackle the problem. And, um, and he loved it. So he said, okay, guys, just go back and, and we'll see... Uh, We'll see how it goes, but I want to help you guys. And uh, the week after we had another meeting and basically uh, the, the head of communication said, okay, what's your budget? What, how much do you need? We said, uh, we need uh, 40,000. And she said, uh, I'll give you 20. <laughs> and we looked at each other. We're like, 20? That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And she said, but if you don't reach 40, we'll give you 40. <laughs> nice. So that, uh, I'm not saying that happens a lot of time, but at that moment, uh, I remember with, with my cousin, we said, oh, oh, we need to go to the bathroom. And we just went to the bathroom and we screamed like, wow, yeah. Because <laughs> that was, um, we were excited because it was a mean to an end. Yeah. A mean to achieve our dream. Although, when we went to see the, the big CEO, we told him, actually, uh, we don't really need you. And that was a key thing uh, I learned from, uh, from a friend who told me, first thing is, 
don't sell things, sell dreams when you have such a project. So instead of saying, okay, we'll make you a report, we'll do five videos, blah, 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 just share how passionate you are. And then it's easier to lead people into what you're doing. And the second thing he told me was that tell them you, you don't need them. Because that's important. So many people say, okay, we need this money to do our project. And the big strength we had is we said, uh, we'll do it no matter what. I'll take my uh, father's bike, my, you know, secondhand tent. I'll take very bad material, but I'll do it anyway. Uh, now, do you want to help me make it bigger and help me share it with your employees? So that was a, um, some good tips that carried me, car- uh, that, that stayed with me in the whole different projects that I did. And still today I'm, I'm thinking, okay, is it something that I feel, you know, sometimes we think too much. Is it something that I feel and how can I share that feeling with other people? So uh, that's that's one part of uh, the answer, right? Uh, follow yeah. your passion, take people with you. And, uh... and, and I think it's a big message because what's very interesting and I really like your case is that you are a perfect example of how the 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 society is shifting so we are moving away from the typical you know advertising you know buy this stuff to more like engage companies you know trying to have those dreams trying to have a mission and i think what you are doing it's exactly the right move to like create projects and you know create an ecosystem around these projects and i think it's a good example of like it's feasible it's possible I think you just have to, you know, like create this move, like follow this shift. And I think it's, yeah, it's very inspiring. One question, it's like, do you think that this concept of eco-adventure will continue? And, you know, what role would they play in promoting sustainability? I think today we need to inspire people. Mm -hmm. We need to tell stories that inspire people to change their behaviors for taking better care of the environment and people that live with it in it. So I think eco adventure is a way, uh, just like sport, but to inspire people. Because if you tell me, okay, don't drive your car, don't take a plastic bag, don't do things, don't do, it's just don'ts and uh, it's not inspiring. You feel like you're oppressed. You feel like you can't do things. You feel like you're out of uh, freedom. And um, the story I'm trying to tell and other eco-adventurers, males and females, are trying to tell is just, no, look, actually, uh, it's not don't take a plastic bag. Is just how do you feel with fish, right? How do, how do you want your local environment to be? Just uh, do you want a clean city? You know, that's the dream. Uh, we all want a clean city where it's healthy, when our kids can grow, where animals can thrive. And by having this message, it's shifting the narrative for a positive narrative. And uh, what what's our aim, main objective, you know? Uh, health, uh, social uh, relationships. We, we all want to have dreams, to feel like we are learning. Um, and I feel like... Equipmentary is a way to do this. And a good example is that um, is around cigarette butts. So cigarette butts is the number one trash in the ocean. 
plastic trash. And if I tell my friends, oh, don't throw cigarette butts on the ground, they'll tell me um, I don't care. But if I swim down the river sand, right, 380 kilometers to show that your cigarette butts you're throwing in Paris will end up in the river sand, which will end up in the sea, probably eaten by fish, probably then in your plate. I tell the story, right? I I make people live emotions because it's it's a hard swim. It's a really swim. It's a 24-7 swim. And people feel that emotion, then help them shift their behavior. So I think uh, eco-adventures, I would like to think, are is going to become the new norm of adventures, not something that is selfish, yeah. uh, something that is helping people dream helping that is gathering people together and um and something that is helping uh companies uh ngos uh governments align their strategy with people's behavior awesome yeah it's great it's a it's a great way to create a warning i think it's a different method and I, I, I'm ready to bet it's way more effective than your traditional TV, uh, you know, like video or like TV ads. I think this kind of like, you know, like passionate mission and adventures, I think that's way more inspiring than, you know, the traditional way. So super interesting. And it's the same. I'll complement my, my thoughts by saying it's the same with sports. I think sports, why does sports has so much marketing? It's because companies just understood that uh, it helps change people's behavior. Why is Coca-Cola sponsoring the Olympics, the World Cup, uh, the Football World Cup, etc.? Because they know in the end they sell thanks to sponsorship, thanks to athletes. And it's just the new era now is just having athletes engage with environment. Because if it works selling Coke, it works putting a cigarette butt in the trash, right? So I think this, my dream is also that this becomes the new norm for athletes because it has such a bigger reach than adventures. Yeah, super. And actually, good question. So do you think this eco-adventure or this, this concept with athletes could be applied within, within the corporate world? Like how can we mix, you know, corporates and this kind of models? Can, can you maybe formulate in another way the question? So how can we fit? Because it's like what you are doing is great and this model with athletes, it's great. But then you have those huge, you know, like companies. So is it more like, is it working with company, the right combo? Is it, you know, picking people from those companies and, you know, growing from the company's new adventures, new new missions, like, how do you see that working or is it just sharing because i know it's 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 one thing that you are doing it's sharing your stories with company yeah i think uh maybe so there's three entities first one is the government i think it should not be allowed to promote mcdonald's and coca-cola or it should be very restrained because today we have more people who are uh overweight than people who are malnourished and we see that it has a tremendous effect on health. So I think uh, no promotion. Or if there is a promotion, it should take into account all the external and bad externalities 
of those effects. And by doing so, you help tax, you have a big tax that will help sponsor athletes and sports who have a better benefits on society. So if we think back about the, the future of sponsoring, for me is uh, if I'm a professional runner, right? I'm inspiring children to do sports. And part of this is a benefit for society, right? So if I'm helping the society being more healthy, then I should have sponsors because I'm doing good, right? So that would be for me one way of of thinking about sponsoring is how uh, well are you contributing to society? And although you might have many bias, many ways of counting it, this is a vision, then I'm sure that people can align with uh, strategies and how to make that happen. So that's for me one good way to do this. The second thing is companies. As an athlete, you're not always able to choose your sponsors. And in the same time, sometimes you might have such a big impact. You remember Ronaldo with Coca-Cola, right? That you want to change things. It's the same with Mbappé, who doesn't want to be with certain types of brands. I think as a collective, if we build collective of athletes, we can have a big voice to make shift the sponsoring, uh, shift the sport. So what I'm doing is working with about 80 athletes now, and I've made them imagine the future of sports in 2050. And none of them told me about Coca-Cola and Total and all those companies, right? They all told me about this amazing sponsoring company who is helping them with the sports. and. Um, some of them exist, right? I, mean, I think uh, about La Nature and La Rochelle, the, the, the cl- uh, rugby club, thinking about uh, some smart sponsors, you know, with, for example, with our um, last challenge that we did about cigarette butts, it was an eco-organism. So it's it's an eco-organism. It's kind of tricky. How can I explain it? Basically, you put cigarettes on the market, you pay tax. This tax goes to a public entity. This public entity invests in raising awareness uh, to the general public that they should not throw their cigarette butts in the streets. And so basically, uh, one of our model was taxing cigarette uh, producers for us to raise awareness. So that's, I think, is a model that is um, more and more um, being implemented in smart. But uh, but yeah, and then uh, athletes, there is also, there is also athletes, there is also like a sponsoring guide that you can follow uh, so that you can make sure that your sponsor is pretty much aligned with the Paris Agreement. And finally, sorry, I'm doing long answers, but it's, it's, uh, it's complex things. And finally, what can companies do they can also be very strict about who they are sponsoring. So as a sponsor, I can choose to sponsor this athlete or this athlete. And it's not so much the era of sponsoring just for visibility is kind of over now. Is I, I sponsor an athlete to get a story that I can share. And if, of course, there's one or two athletes that are super high scorer and then you want to reach for visibility but there's also these athletes who are telling things that are different 
that are more aligned with the values and the vision of the company and that are more powerful to activate your brand's values. That's that's great. You know, and, and this podcast is, you know, obviously for an audience looking for monetizing sustainability. Mm. And what I really like, it's like, how can you leverage sponsoring sports eco-adventures to really kind of like tap into your movement around sustainability? And I think it's a great combo to really like, you know, in, invest into sustainability and make sure that those investments are... Uh, you know, useful for the society and you use sponsoring athlete eco-adventure to really create awareness around that. And I think that's a great combo to monetize sustainability and to continue this, you know, like virtuous cycle where, you know, you you, you can, you know, create better margin because of your, of the sustainability of your products and services. And then you continue to invest into R&D and continue this, this great move to right towards sustainability. So it's super interesting. And I think it's, we don't see a lot of discussion about these new models like, you know, new sponsoring or using eco-adventures and, and obviously you're on the edge. So for you, it's kind of obvious, but I think if you are looking at the, like, you know, like society in general, that's, that's still a very emerging trend. Yeah. And I, I, I can give you a concrete example that if you want to pay an ad on uh, local, um, national French TV, it'll, it'll be very expensive, right? Mm-hmm. You want to pay three or four ads, it'll be super expensive. Now by sponsoring a, an adventure like ours, I think we did it four times just in the last adventures, plus many other articles. And suddenly you're not just saying, Hey, this is my brand. You're telling a story that people can see, and then they can uh, bridge, make, build a sort of bridge between you, what you're doing and the company. And so it's much more por- powerful and for me just effective in terms of communication than traditional uh, media. Then I also think that I have a responsibility in what I choose to promote because then if I'm not promoting the right products, I'm also not aligned with um, having a better impact. And sometimes it's hard to draw the line between what you can choose and what you can't choose. So um, it's not something that is easy and perfect, but it's it's an ongoing process where we have a lot to to do and to experiment, I think. Absolutely. And maybe final question, kind of like based on your experience, like what guidance would you give to those who are enthusiastic about joining the sustainability initiative, but they are not sure where to start? There's different ways to answer this question because one would be very rational. Start with ABC, uh, where is your worst impact, uh, blah, blah, blah. But I think mine is just start where you want to start. Okay, maybe by eating less meat, you'll have less impact. But what you really want to do is work on transport. Or maybe you have a passion for tech and... You just want to know, you know, how can tech help reduce carbon emissions or whatever. So start with start with you. Because if you start with yourself, with what you want to do, you'll be more aligned with what you want to do. You'll be more passionate about what you want to do. And ultimately, you want to do more good. So yeah, I think that would be the, the first thing. And then the second thing would be also sometimes you 
you think so much about the environment, you stop thinking about yourself. And um, what really helped me in this world tour is that I had so much time for myself. You know, I had time to learn who I th I was, who I am, and who I want to be. And I'll I'll say this: I'll stay. The priority is not the planet. It's not other people. Is first making sure you are healthy, you're aligned with yourself, you're confident with what you want to do. And uh, if you are really, I'm sure deep inside you want to hurt people, you want to hurt the environment. And uh, might be cheesy, but Taking this time, you know, for me, it took me a, a year. It's a process. It's people who are around you. So I think that, that start with you. That's my thing. Start with you. Uh, start with your passion and, uh, and align this with uh, helping people and, and your environment. Perfect. Thank you, Mathieu. And thank you so much all for joining us today. We thank hope you, you found it insightful and inspiring. If you want to stay connected with us, learn more and continue this sustainability journey and discussions, please subscribe to our bi-weekly digest on www.pricingfortheplanet.com and follow us on LinkedIn. But we also need your help by leaving a comment and rating this podcast. I hope it will be five stars. You are not just giving us feedback. You are also helping boost the visibility of this critical discussion. Every comment, Every like, every share, help us reach more people and spread the word about our mission. So thank you for your time, your interest, and your commitment to sustainability. Be well.